How to add your address in TSP on today's Fednababble. This is Fednababble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at fednababble.com. Well, hello, Cassie. Hello, Kevin. So I've been getting a lot of questions on how to add an address within the TSP um, and kind of what are the rules around that. And I know it's really difficult to kind of navigate now that so many changes have happened. So we're just going to focus a little bit on how to do that, where to go. How do you find that within the TSP site? Okay. So before you go there, I've got some questions straight up for you. How to add an address in TSP. First off, that would seem like it'd be pretty simple, but obviously if we're doing a whole episode on this, it's not quite as simple as we think, but why, why would you add an address? I mean, I mean, didn't they just bring it over from the old TSP to the new TSP website? Yeah. So they, they updated personal information or they did that with your personal information, right? So your address should be in there, but if you need to update it, it's a little bit difficult to find where to go on your profile. Where do you update your information? How do you find that tab? Because it's it's just not as clear as we would like it to be. So um, I think it's very important to show people kind of where you can find your profile information, where to find your address. And here's the deal. If you want to ever withdraw any money, whether you're taking a an in-service withdrawal, whether you're doing a, a withdrawal or installment payments after you've separated from TSP, or maybe you want to do a transfer rollover, um, you know, outside into another um, vehicle, retirement income vehicle for you or your spouse, or uh, well, it have to be for you, um, you know, as as a participant within the TSP. And here's the thing: when you do that now with the security that TSP has put in place with a new admin, then they have to wait seven days for that address to be on file before they can do anything with their money. So even if they were to go in and make a withdrawal, they still have to add the address and wait seven days. They can't just add the address of the institution or of wherever they want that mailing mailing address to be for those funds. the address has to be on file for seven days, period, before any sort of distribution is made from the TSP. So, so for example, if you're going to do a rollover, the address of whomever you're rolling it over to has to be on file yeah. for seven days. It's not your address necessarily. Right. It's the address of where it's going. And that's, and it has to be on file. Why, why is, is that normal? That wasn't how it was before June 1st. So, and I don't know of any other companies that actually require that. TSP is the first one that I've heard that requires an address to be on file for seven days in order for this to happen. Have they said why? Do you know? Hmm. That's interesting. I'm I'm assuming it's to increase the security and make it a little bit more difficult for people to move their money from the TSP. So maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's like buying a gun. 
We're going to make you, you can buy a gun, but you have to wait, I know, I don't know what it is, two weeks, whatever it is in different states. You have to wait until until then to say, do you really want to do that? <laughs> That's the only thing that yeah. I can think of is like that, right? Moving your, mon- moving your money to an IRA is like buying a gun. <laughs> right. Well, in that time frame too, like so many things can happen. I mean, just this week, the market was up, the market was down, right? right. And it was yo-yoed. Like half the week yeah. it was really good. And then the other half of the week, you just lost all your money again. Right. So yep. it's like why they would require this when, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that anybody should lock in their losses and, and move their money while right. the market's down, um, you know, or, or anything like that. But in the event that there is something that an employee needs to do or, or, or wants to do, um, you know, you might want to, and this might be a conversation for another episode, but, you know, do what you can with your money to make sure it's in a safe and safe spot where you're not at risk to lose any money before that transfer rollover withdrawal happens. And Um, obviously these, these things need to be thought of ahead of time, not just, Oh, I need to make this move. Oh, wait, I can't. And then the market completely changes and like, Oh, I missed it. Are you kidding me? Why is that rule in there? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, if you want to make changes, these things need to be thought of well in advance so that if something does happen, you can take advantage of it immediately and not miss whatever opportunity you're trying to, to capitalize on. Hmm. That's right. So you definitely have to plan, you know, if, if, I, if an address does have to be on file for seven days, where is that money going to be yeah. when I transfer it? Um, you know, and, and think through that process. Where can I, you know, obviously the G fund is a good place to put money if you're trying to safeguard and not be at risk to lose anymore. Right. Right. But obviously you don't want to do that when you've already lost a ton of money. And so either way, we're not financial professionals. We don't deal with this on a day-to-day basis. We're not here to tell you where to put your money for any reason. Right. We're not licensed or trained to do that. We're simply trying to give you guys information so that way you can understand what the risks and you know pros and cons are for different situations and different rules that are now here um, that you're going to have to deal with within the TSP. Good. Well, let's jump into this. Let's uh, okay. share your screen. And oh, there we go. Nice. So walk us right. through this, Cassie. Perfect. So I just went to tsp.gov and from the homepage, I went to log into your TSP account. So here's what it brought up. Um, If you have not done so already, you need to create a new login with the new tsp.gov site. Um, Am I echoey on your end? Nope, you're good. Okay. Um, So again, if you haven't already logged in to the new TSP site, you're going to need to set up a completely new login. Um, you know, watch previous episodes of our videos to to see kind of what the fails and the successes have been for the, the new login system. I think they've worked out all of the bugs. So just a just an FYI there. Um, if you have already set that up, then obviously um, we're going to go through that process right now and just simply log into the TSP uh, into the account here. It always does this for an uh, authentication is to send a text message uh, to a phone number. So 
Yeah, getting in the comments that we've been having or that we've been getting on the videos <clears throat> have been quite varied, but a number of them have been, I just can't get in, period. <laughs> I'm just doing my best to get in and that's difficult enough. Yeah, and so even trying to navigate, you know, where do you update your information, anything like that. So again, go to tsp.gov. On there, you should be able to um, just simply go to the login, log into my account, and that will bring up your two different choices there. So if you, your previous login will not work on the new site, you'll need to log in or set up a new login with this site. I know it looks, well, it doesn't look the same, but I know the address is the same, but they've completely redone it on the back end of it. And so um, all of that will need to get set up again. Okay, so now I'm into my, um, oh, here we go. Now I'm into the TSP site. At the top right-hand corner, you're going to see this little person icon, and you're going to click on that, and that brings up your profile information. Okay, so it's not home. It's not the savings and retirement, which is very plain to see right in the middle of the page at the top banner. It's all the way over to the right. Where you see that little person, um, you'll see your profile information. And in there, it says, you know, it has a couple of different options, uh, personal information, manage communications, beneficiaries, financial institutions, document history, and account lock. So we're going to go into financial institutions. And if you click financial institutions, that will bring up an area where you can add your or add an address into your profile so um we've already created a dummy one here i was walking an advisor through how to do this because uh, they were curious and so now i'm just going to create another one with you guys and it says um because i've already done rollover mailed to institution one i'm going to do rollover mailed to institution two um, and I click that and then select add. And this is at the bottom, the gray area where it says add financial institution. Okay. Uh, institution name. I'm just going to pick a company that I'm familiar with. Um, it's going to say rollover type. So you can choose, you know, into a 457 plan, traditional IRA, qualified plan, Roth IRA, 403B plan. Um, that sort of thing. We're just going to say something here. Um, it'll ask you for an account number. If you're working with a financial professional or if you've reached out to a company directly, they should give you an account number to put in here for the rollover or transfer process. Um, obviously, if you're simply doing a withdrawal, that would be a different um, different scenario. So this is a this is for a rollover or transfer is what we're walking through first. Okay, we're just gonna add that account number here. Uh, choose the country that you're in. They only have United States and Canada, by the way. And then add the address of the institution. Okay, so this is obviously going to an institution of your choice. Um, one, two, three, four, Main Street. Now, for those of you who are listening through this, through the podcast, um, it's good. It's good information, but it's a lot better 
in on YouTube or on Facebook to actually see this. Right. I mean, you can tell, yeah. <laughs> you can walk us through it, but if you're in the car listening to this, you might go, uh, what? I don't know how much this is helping, but if you watch it on as a video, it's a lot easier to understand. Yeah. So we've got the country, we've added the address in here, the city, the state, the zip code, and we're just going to hit submit. And that will tell you, oh, my zip code is invalid, so I better do something different there. Um, and I'm just going to have to change the state because uh, it might <laughs> kick me out for that too. All right, so I've submitted that. Now it, it's um, successfully completed. So the summary of our request is in there. And then when I go back to the profile section, top right-hand corner, again, I'm going to financial institutions. And it's taken a minute to get there. You can see it tells you at the very top too, a direct deposit account must have been added at least seven days ago. So I cannot do anything with that account except leave it in there for seven days before I do a transfer or rollover. So now if I just wanna go to I can do a loan direct debit. So if you're in, in service and you want to take a loan, you can um, go ahead and, and put your address in for that. Um, or if you want to do a rollover mailed to you, um, then obviously you'll, you'll add your information there. If you're just doing a simple withdraw, your um, bank information will actually need to be in there um, for at least seven days before you you do that and, and have it direct deposited into that um, into that institution. So just okay, to give you that. Can I just point out real quickly that yeah. how important that is if there's an emergency and you need money now and now you have to wait seven days before you actually get it. So it's maybe a good idea for everyone to go in now and put their bank in now, their information in now, yes. so that if it ever happens, and we hope, you know, obviously we hope it doesn't, but if it does, uh, let's make sure it, you can actually get the money when you need it. Yeah, you definitely want to be prepared for the worst in any event. So I'm just gonna log out here, and then um, you'll see it'll take me right back to the TSP. Um, loading, 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 because it takes a minute <laughs> for that. But I'll go ahead and stop sharing my screen now. Um, so that is how to add an address within the TSP and all the rules and requirements around having an address on file. And, um, you know, and, you know, definitely want to be prepared for the worst case scenario. So if you um, have an institution that you have direct deposit already, or you would want, say, a loan or any sort of withdrawal or distribution, maybe a financial hardship withdrawal, whatever that looks like, please go in and add at least your bank information in there so that it's on file in the event that you need to have funds um, for any sort of emergency purposes. <laughs> We've got kiddos in the background. I love it. <laughs> Kids home from school. That's all good. No worries. Yes, Wants is. to be a star. <laughs> That's good. Yes. And so uh, this gets really complicated real quickly. If you need help, let us know. 
go to the fedonbabble.com website and we can hook you up with someone someone in our uh, trusted network who can walk you through this and help make sure that you get this done right because if you don't do this if it this doesn't get done right there there could could be unintended consequences depending on the situation so you just got to be really careful all right thanks for Absolutely. walking us through that cassie all right thanks guys Bye. take care everyone to get Cassie's comprehensive report on your federal retirement benefits at no cost, no obligation, and no sales pitch, go to fednababble.com. While you're there, submit a question for them to answer on the show.